Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. So welcome, you guys. This is exciting today. We have the president and founder of Supergoop with us today. And maybe you guys introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about your roles. And we're excited to hear about the beginnings of Supergoop. And we have a lot of questions. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here and to visit with you too. (laughs) So yes, I'm the founder of Supergoop. Um, I've been at this for gosh, 15-ish years now. My daughter's 14. So um, that's how I know how old we are. But my background was not in the beauty industry. I was actually a third grade school teacher out of college. And it was uh, much later when a friend of mine was diagnosed with skin cancer. And I had another good college friend who was going through a residency in dermatology, and we were talking about how this happened to my friend at such a young age. We were 29, and yeah, we talked about how, um, you know, despite, and this was back in 2005, but she said, you know, Holly, despite what the world thinks about, you know, the summer and seasonality of SPF, it's not about the beach. It's really about that every single day cumulative exposure. And I was no longer teaching, but I thought back to my time in the classroom, and she was right. You know, I never once saw a tube of sunscreen, and the kids were out on the in the recess in the middle of the day, peak hours of UV exposure, and then often they stayed around after school and sports. And and uh, my parents were entrepreneurs and kind of grew up, taught us to look at the white space and things. And, and so I just, you know, kind of looked at the industry, and I saw a really sleepy category that no one had yet innovated in. And it was like the only innovation was really like lotion spray gel, SPF 15, 30, 50, 100. And, uh, you know, I thought back about my conversation with my friend who's a dermatologist, and she said, you know, we need to really wear it every single day. And so I felt like if we were going to build awareness around this, that we had to also develop simultaneously innovation in the category. And really create ways in which consumers could embrace SPF and bring it into their routine and wardrobe their SPF and layer their SPF and do it in ways that just were game-changing, never-been-done-before ways. And you've done it. (laughs) You've done it. (laughs) You know, I I bet there's lots more to come, too. Absolutely. Our our, um, focus remains on delivering education, and it's kind of core to me being a teacher and But also the product. Product's really everything. In fact, I think my first employee was really only hired six years ago. So we really stayed laser focused on growing. It's such a nod to the brands itself that I didn't have a team to launch in those early years. But the product was so um, unique. And I think, you know, slowly the world became ready for the innovation and and that's really exciting now that we have a nice little team. We're Wait, still small. But. I'm so shocked. So how were you getting, because I've known about Supergoop for much longer than six years. So how were you getting it out there? Like, how were you 
Yeah, you know, it's um, interesting. I love sales. I love talking with people about, and I love to create. I've always loved to create from a very young age um, and keep all the balls in the air. And I think that, you know, when you love to create, you just kind of keep keep doing. And, you you know, once you've got a product, you got to figure out where to sell it. And I initially, my early plan for this business was actually to go into schools and put that formula that we created and that first formula we created was the first chemical sunscreen in the country without oxybenzone, parabens, uh, retinol palmitate, propylene glycol, and chemical fragrances, which is what I kind of identified as very controversial ingredients that were found in every chemical formula on the market. So once we had that first formula, I had this master plan to put it into school classrooms and start teaching our youth about how important this healthy habit was. But what I quickly learned was that California was the only state in the country that even allowed sunscreen in school campuses because it was thought of like... I didn't know that before (laughs) doing my research before this podcast. And I am just so shocked by that. And I don't think a lot of people know that. No, they do now. I think it's become much more, you know, we've brought a lot of awareness to that, but... Me too. I thought, this is crazy. You know, you wouldn't send children on the playground without a fence to protect them from oncoming traffic. But, you know, we're we're every day sending the kids out there. So in the same way they have hand sanitizer all over schools, like everywhere, they Mm -hmm. need to have sunscreen. Even if you think about ski schools had already progressed to where helmets were required. Right. Um, but the the category was just sleepy then, and I had to ultimately shift. While I worked on the school program for several years, um, 2006, 7, 8, launched in some private schools because they can write their own rules. And uh, But it became very quick and obvious to me that um, I couldn't scale this way. And so, if you, you know, I was always inspired to change the way the world thinks about sunscreen. So, to do that, you have to scale. And uh, I had to pivot and sort of begin my journey into retail and learning the retail business. And we've focused early on the children's uh, retail space. So Giggle, FAO Schwartz, some of these beautifully curated children's boutiques that could help um, tell our story. Brand, you know, brand retail brands that were good at telling stories. And I know you mentioned this, and I know, Amanda, you have a background in the beauty industry. How, in you know, in recent years, Supergroup has become very much a beauty brand as well as sun care. How do you guys, how have you guys pivoted into that world a little bit as well as, you know, the more traditional sun care brands? Well, I think one of the, earliest insights that Holly had about, you know, if you everything we do goes back to the mission, right? So if you believe I've got to get everybody wearing sunscreen every single day, I think Holly's earliest insight was, well, how do I make this desirable, right? And we've got four ladies sitting here and we all know what are the <laughs> most desirable things that we have are our beauty products, right? So if you actually put it in the framework of something that people want to do, enjoy doing, that it becomes part of a ritual versus this sort of sticky tacky mess that you put up with, that's how you change behavior. I think that's sort of the special aspect of the brand and something that really drew me to it was that you're. it's a very serious subject, but we always say we're treating it with a smile, right? Really important mission, really hard work that we do every day to actually kind of keep people protected and healthy. But you really can create change in this world by 
making it fun, making it beauty. So, um, you know, I think that that's really a lot of the insight is kind of how to put it on people's face every day in a format that whether it's a primer or a moisturizer or an eyeshadow, something that they would be doing and enjoying anyway, and having the formula live up to the sort of street cred of great beauty. And oh, by the way, it has SPF um, is a lot of the way that we think about it. And I know also, you know, in in recent years, we've seen the growth of the beauty industry online with influencers and beauty gurus. And how has that world influence the way that you guys market Supergoop? Well, I think it's a very different world to be a young independent brand today in 2019 versus what it would have been in 2005, seven, you know, those early years. I think all of these digital toolkit, for lack of a better word, has given Holly the megaphone that she always deserved. She was creating all the things before... They became part of, you know, clean before it was cool to be clean. Talking about SPF, the first one who was really out there doing that. And what Instagram and influencers and the digital media world has given a platform to have a conversation that, quite frankly, you couldn't have as a young brand before, right? You needed to have a counter in a department store and a multi-million dollar ad buy across a bunch of magazines, right? It's just totally changed the entire dynamic of the industry and what you can do and how you, and that's why we're seeing so many new brands and new movements is because from the very, you, as a founder, you have this incredible platform to go out and tell your story. Well, one question I also, I ask a lot of our guests who are moms is, you know, wh- while you were building your business with young children, how did you, what are your tips for managing motherhood and entrepreneurship? Oh goodness. I still need tips from others. <laughs> I, I have a 14 year old also. So I know that it's hard going into high school. And I think a lot of that sort of ebb and flows and I love my work, but I also love, and, and I treasure my time with family. I think what actually gets neglected more is the time with friends. I haven't taken a girl's trip in a long time. I don't think since I've been at this. And I, you know, Friday nights are sacred to our family. We make pizzas every Friday night. And we've established some routines and traditions in our family that I think the kids, despite the fact that I'm traveling most weeks, um, they can count on those traditions. And pizza night is one of them. Every Friday night, we you know, so balance on the bongo board. Mm-hmm. And even as they've gotten older now. Oh my um, God, we have a bongo board. Everybody in the family <laughs> has almost killed themselves. I have, on I that. have too. Um, I've wiped out <laughs> quite a few times. Will goes on. That yes. it, oh yeah. I would it's really fun, but <laughs> I won't dangerous. let you on it. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, having some of those traditions that they count on, we make French toast every Sunday morning together as a family. You know, a lot of them are around food and, and dining, but also, you know, your time as the kids get to be different ages kind of ebbs and flows. And yes, as now mine's, my oldest is going into high school, I'm feeling a little more like I need to probably be around in the afternoons as much as I can <laughs> and, and just kind of realize that n- at not all points in their life do they need or, you know, learn the most from a mom being present. And I've seen that even with friends of mine that don't work and maybe, you know, they're around too much. Yeah. Um, so it's not always a great thing to have a mom that is around 24-7, even though the guilt is certainly real from a mom that, that spends a lot of her time absorbed in work. I think 
you know, we'll see. But I hopefully this passion that I've had in building something will rub off a little bit on my kids and they'll find something that they too will one day feel, you know, super passionate about. Well, and it sounds like your parents were entrepreneurs and that rubbed off on you. And so Good, I, I know what seems... are we doing? Cynthia? <laughs> <laughs> and now Kit is doing her own thing. And well, I yeah. definitely like my mom asked my sister and I pretty recently, you know, did you guys, do you guys wish I was there more when you were growing up? And we both said no, because we got to see her thrive and build her empire and, you know, be such like a strong emblem of what we want to be at when we're older. So I think that, you know, sometimes it's teaching through showing rather than telling. And I think that's so important to remember, like when you're a working mom. But it does get a little hairy at times, yeah. right? Like yeah. how how fast can you make dinner? Can you do it in 10 minutes, you know? And what, you know, making sure there's mm-hmm. food in the refrigerator, like all those things sometimes you know, get a little like crazy, you know? Sure, sure. I think, you know, I've asked Emery that same question about like, how am I doing? She's my 14 year old. <laughs> and, and she, her comments have all been related to, it doesn't bother her how much I'm gone, but it, what you know she really just wants me present when I'm present and that's easier said than done when you've got you know slack and email and everything going on and you're very truly genuinely interested in the the business you're building but I think probably that um, is something that we can all work to improve on as mothers yeah navigating this journey just being in the moment with your kids and like shutting out everything else and you know, just being there when you're there. I, I mean, that's that's what I try to do. Well, another question I had, I want to shift gears a little bit. So we're obviously a huge surfing family. We've traveled all over the world surfing. It's like our passion. So we're always, you know, as much as possible in the water, on the beach, in the sun. And I was doing my research on the no list and the ingredients that you guys are, you know, committed to not having in your sunscreen. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, educate us a little bit on that. Yeah. Let's start with the basics, chemical versus mineral. Can you just like explain? I'm sure this is like everybody asks this question, (laughs) but I feel like some of our listeners you know, sure, sure. This wanna... is my favorite subject, so I'll, t- I'll say that. <laughs> um, you know, I, we believe as a brand, we're very inclusive of every skin color, type, and tone, and and that includes activities and what people like to do with their spare time and their fun family time. And I think, as such, you know, it's necessary to have access to options in your SPF and what you choose. I think, you know, chemical versus mineral is a very big topic right now. We've always believed, as Amanda mentioned, you know clean from the get-go with no oxybenzone. And and now by the end of this year, we'll have octanoxate also removed in order to just address the concerns over the controversy with the coral reefs. And oxybenzone has always been something that's been important as a potential endocrine disruptor. And there's 
you know, there's really reasons behind each of our ingredient choices. And that's not only the active ingredients, but it's the other 90% of what's in the formula. But, you know, again, going back to what's right for my skin may not be right for yours and what's right for yours may not be right for your sister's. And so having options in both clean chemical and mineral formulas that feel good on the skin that are not hard to apply and reapply is, you know, really important to us. Um, We think more in terms of product in relation to if I were going to make a recommendation and thinking like, what is your, do you have sensitive skin? Do you have acne prone skin? If so, a mineral formula is much gentler on the skin. If you are a triathlete, if you like to run marathons, you know, it's important that our, our pores sweat naturally and sweat the toxins out of our body. Uh, mineral formulas by nature sit on top of the skin, and so they can trap heat also. So for an athlete, they're not ideal because you can literally, you know, overheat um, in your body. So athletes, a really great strong option is going with a high water resistance. Um, there's two ratings for water resistance, either 40 minutes or 80 minutes, and that's how long you should actually reapply that product when you've been in water. So for athletes or for people with darker skin tones, clean chemical is a fantastic option because we can get some beautiful textures in that are completely invisible and weightless. And Unseen Sunscreen is is uh, right now the number one SPF sold in Sephora by over My two favorite. times. Is, is it? That the, oh, yeah. I like the stick. The no, stick the is Unseen stick, is yeah. like... Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I know. In the small tube. Yeah. It's a an invisible, and it was really like, how do we check all the boxes? It's weightless. It's scentless. It's yeah. got a great little velvety texture. For people that are going on to apply foundation or CC cream, it's a makeup gripping primer. It's just, you know, a game-changing SPF that I think is, is great for all skin types, colors, tones. But then, you know, there's also those people that just know they want a mineral formula. And we have a sister product to it called Matte Screen. Um, smooth and poreless, and and it's 100% mineral. So it's also that makeup gripping primer that protects from UVA, UVB, blue light, and that's you know the light that we are exposed to when we look at our phones and computers all day. So there's kind of a time and place. I think it's our job and what we try to do through Instagram and social is really help people navigate their best wardrobe of SPF so that. Um, they can determine what's right for them during the weekday versus the weekends and the season. Also, you know, obviously in January, our skin is much drier and having a clean chemical that's very hydrating and bouncy is something that we all look for. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's something that I I really didn't know until recently is is this idea that there should be a different sunscreen you're using for whatever activity that you're doing that day or what, you know, whatever you're engaging in that day. I think that a lot of people find a sunscreen that they like and they'll go with that for everything, but there are so many, you know, there should be a variety. Yeah. And of sunscreen to match whatever variables you have to deal with that day. Yep. And reapplying, right? Because, you know, two or three hours later, when you're exposed to the sun, every sunscreen breaks down. So reapplication, and we feel like it's our job to, you know, on a silver platter, deliver the innovation that allows you to reapply, like in our Defense Refresh Makeup Setting Mist. You just missed on, it's refreshing, goes on right over your makeup. You don't have to redo your makeup. 
And for those people that like a, a mineral way to reapply, we have a makeup setting powder that can be just brushed oh, yeah. on right over. So options, nice. options yeah. in SPF is what we, we, I think, have been so laser focused on. Wait, speaking of laser focused, here's an idea. I want someone to make sunscreen eye drops because when I'm in the water for a really long time and the sun is reflecting off the water, I mean, it's the one place you can't put sunscreen and my eyes are getting fried. Like Mm. really, I feel like they're weakening just from being in the water water. and I want someone to make sunglasses for your eyes, but that it has a sunscreen in it. That's my that's my idea. Your request. Let's partner. We're on it. Okay. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, you know, part poof protector too was to deal with the part that often in yeah. your head that people throughout the afternoon when they're out in the sun areas those those very important places we call them VIPs the eyelids for example. Yeah. You know, these are places where the skin is more vulnerable, and it's it is where we're focusing our research on um, to delivering some innovation in that. I've definitely gotten out of the water after a long surf day and I look at my part and there's just a line of sunburn. Yeah. So, yeah, deal with that. So one thing I, I ask a lot of our guests is is about motivation and, you know, staying. You guys have talked about, you know, the motivation comes from this initial idea and this initial passion. But... What is that thing that keeps you motivated on a day-to-day basis where it's like the morning you wake up, kids are running around, whatever, life is getting in the way. What is it that, you know, keeps you going? And keeps you excited every day to do what you do. I mean, I share Holly's love of building things. I think there's something incredible about getting up every morning and realizing that what you're doing is putting something out into the world that wasn't there before. I think that's amazing feeling. And that's kind of how I feel every morning when I'm coming into work is that we're creating something that's going to, it's going to change the world for the better, which is sort of a triple added bonus in, in this business, which I think we all really relate to every single person in the company. But there's something really neat about being, especially when you're in a product business, which you guys are as well, when you're like, that is there because of something that we did. I always say uh, like, that's the, like, it's sort of a crazy feeling. I love it. My most, like the greatest satisfaction in my work is to be able to have an idea and then have the wherewithal to make it a reality, you know, like just having an idea and then make it a reality. Creating. But, I, but I can't make sunscreen eye drops so that's up to you <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one for no, you but. Yeah, no I think um you know the team is what motivates me today it's been a little different over the years because I've been at this for so long there were many years where I was doing it alone and the mission definitely motivated me most but I think that you know today in these last you know three four years since Amanda's joined as our president and we've sort of held hands and built this phenomenal team um from content to creative to digital to marketing, sales and our field team. And, you know, we're still small, but we're about 45-ish. And I think, um, you know, seeing that the each and every one of these people that we've brought to follow along on this journey are so 
you know, better equipped to do actually the role that I once had to juggle and figure out. But I think seeing a team that's so passionate and contributing so much to the awareness of our brand and mission and and everything we're doing is incredibly motivating to me today because I want to also, you know, do what I can be the best at for them to help support each of their roles, which is Ultimately, all I do today is is really just try to support the team in every which way I can. And how can they, you know, I'm leaving here. We're going to a party back at the office that that my influencer team and social team has put together. They threw something out on social media and all of a sudden we had 100 people come into the office today. Amazing. So, you know, it's like if I can show up and talk and, and get them excited about, you know, even more connections with with their crowd, then you know, that's pretty motivating to me to spend my time doing that. Well, I think you guys did a great job of telling your story right now Mm -hmm. for our listeners. And we're excited to see what's next for Supergoop. Well, thank you so much for having us. This is a fun way to... Do you want to give your Instagram and... uh, At Supergoop. There you go. And I'm at Holly Thaggard. Got it. Follow us. Thank you, guys. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening.